We flew him all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, after his big win in Dana White's Contender Series. He is the biggest UFC prospect of all time. It's Bo Nickel on this week's Food Truck Diaries, and I'm feeding him grilled cheese. Let's go. Make it thick, thick, super thick, from my wallet to my check. I don't want it if it's skinny, but I need it if it's thick. Need a thick girl. Now I gotta pick one. Yeah, I do. Last night went late. Yeah, we had a sick one. Yeah, very drunk. Yeah, and I like options. So there's a hurricane, right? There's a hurricane in Florida, and it's really messing up all the travel all over the United States. So our friend Bo Nickel, his flight's delayed. The food truck, you, you don't you can't rent it for the entire day. We only have a few hours. So his flight's delayed. So my thick ass is gonna hopefully order something that Bo's gonna wanna eat today. Cause he's not here on time for the food truck. So that we're doing a remix. This is called it's called doing on the fly. Welcome to entertainment. So I'll do my best. Hopefully Bo doesn't get pissed. We'll see. Who would be mad at a freaking grilled cheese? Come on. He seems like a good dude. Redhead. Redhead. Be cool. Uh, what's up, brother? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Uh, what, what's your most famous uh, grilled cheese here? Our most famous, uh, we're known for our uh, barbecue pulled pork and mac and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. All right, so let's do onions. this, man. Yeah, let's do two of those. Two of those. Um, then let's do the, uh, I saw it on the menu there, the, uh, the triple cheese threat. Two of those. Two of those. And then two of the keto bowls with the, the barbecue uh, pulled pork and then whatever else you mix in there for the keto. And two of the keto bowls. Yep, hopefully he eats it. Hopefully he likes it. Who don't like grilled cheese? That's it, brother. That's it. Thank you so All much, right, man. Thank you. Yep. What up, brother? My dude. How you doing, man? Awesome, awesome. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> the biggest UFC prospect of all time. You feel any uh, pressure? No, nah, no pressure, no pressure. You just, seem uh, like cool as a cucumber, man. Just excited, you know, very grateful to, to be where I'm at. I put a lot of work in and stuff, yeah. so just, you know, happy to put on great performances and be where I'm at. Yeah, you have like this calmness about you, which I think is scary if I was to fight you, right? Because, um, I mean, there, there's been guys in the UFC that come in high regards or, you know, like an Aaron Pico who's actually come to fruition now mm -hmm. where they have these, you know, extensive wrestling backgrounds. And then when you see him at first, you're like, all right, stand-up's a little stiff, you know, but if he gets him <laughs> down, this would be good. And they're far out from it. But I watched your fight last night. For those of you who don't know, he's fresh off the Contender Series after he demolished this poor dude. But he was 7-1, no punk. Like, that guy's no punk. Right. You know, like, he's not some, you know, just average dude that they're just tossing to you. Like, that was supposed to be a tough test, man. You know? And yeah. so my point is, is, and I, I'm not going to out anybody here, but I'm talking people who know the game, people we all know. We're texting your fight last night, like, dude, name somebody you wouldn't, bet on him in the top five, in the top 10, like give me the list. And I was like, right. I, I got nothing for you. Cause when, when I watched that fight and the guy's seven to one, 
and I see you're not, you know, you'll see a lot of guys that don't have too much experience inside the octagon. They're like, oh, I gotta get, they're like panicking. Yeah. But you're out there like moving like a box, you landed the punch. And then on, and tell me if I'm off on this and I'll let you speak, but right. on your Wikipedia it says you're a blue belt. Yeah. <laughs> In what world does a, who's your coach? Who's your coach? I'm a black belt. I don't know if I can promote you right now, but I'm a goddamn black belt. You are not a blue belt, dude. No blue belt moves like that. Yeah. yeah. In fi- you beat the end, what, 56 seconds, 52 seconds, like whatever? That, yeah. Under a minute. Who's counting here? But the transitions you had, three different submissions, and then finally you get done with a triangle without arms, without using your hands. That ain't blue belt, dude. I don't know who your coach is, but I need to talk to him. Yeah. Well, First off, shout out to my coach, Marcel Ferreira with American Top Team. So, you know, he's been coaching me and teaching me and stuff. So I got to train a little more in the gi if I want to. He's an old school Brazilian dude. So I got to, you know, get a few gi training sessions. Yeah, to, he's up. one of those guys. Yeah, he's a great dude. Great yeah. dude. So he's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he told me I'll be black belt within like two, two years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. or next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Or but, let's just give it to you now, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I just really feel comfortable in any situation, I think, you know, obviously wrestling goes without saying, but I have great coaches around me in jiu-jitsu, like I said, and in striking. So, um, you know, I, I put the work in, put the time in, put, the, put all the effort in. And I think, like, you know, you see a lot of these dudes transition, and it was actually the, the guy that gave me the best advice was actually my dad going into my first amateur fight, which was only a year ago. He was like, you know, just, he's like, I'm not a pro fighter or anything, but, you know, I've been in a few fights back in my day and yeah. you just gotta let your instincts take over yeah. so anytime I go into a fight that's what I'm thinking about I'm not thinking about doing techniques like oh I need to work on a low kick or oh I need to try to land a jab like I'm just thinking about fighting and like winning the fight just capitalize on what yeah, they and give you, yeah. All, the, all the training and all the t- techniques that I work and the, the drills that I do they just kind of they're gonna come out I know that because I put the time in I'm disciplined I'm doing all the things that other people aren't willing to do so when it, time, it comes time to, to fight and put on the performance, I'm just relaxed, be myself, let it flow. Yeah, and it seems like the more pressure that's on you, the better you perform, which is scary. Again, you're so calm, it's alarming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just have this yeah. calm demeanor about you. Yeah. And I think too, you know, I, w- I would assume coming up in that Penn State wrestling room where it's, you know, top notch, top For spare sure. wrestling room, that's gonna prepare you. Without Especially the mental toughness. Oh yeah, well I think I've had a good progression, you know, like I, I start I've wrestled started wrestling at five years old, you know. Been at wrestled five? over yeah, I wrestled over twenty years and uh, my, my dad is a wrestling coach, my grandpa is a wrestling coach, uh, my grandpa wrestled in college, my dad played football in college, so like sports and you know athletics and understanding that was kind of just in my DNA and I had a nice like what I feel at this point was like a steady incline of pressure and and high uh pressure situations with like youth wrestling you know i remember being like seven eight years old and at a tournament there would be like a hundred people crowd around my mat just like watch me and stuff because seven that's a lot yeah because i was just killing guys like at that age and then uh you know continue to improve like high school wrestling state championships and um national championships my first international competitions when i was like 16 17 going over to other countries competing against russians and iranians and stuff like that so then college, obviously, whole nother level, wrestling for Penn State, high profile uh, program. My freshman year in college, I was competing in sold out Madison Square Garden. This one, I'm like 19, you know, the NCAA finals and stuff. And a regular weekend front for me was 10,000 fans and press and all that type of stuff. So, so you're, used to, you're built for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. I, I know all that that entails and I'm ready to go. So now, you know, obviously this is a bigger step, you know, coming into contenders, coming to the UFC, like, there's more eyes and it's a bigger platform, but I've had a nice, you know, progression up to where I'm at now. 
Yeah, and I think too, before I move on with that, when you were six and seven, obviously you're an outlier then, what, what do you think made you the outlier? Because uh, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, people go, if it's a football player, if it's a basketball player, I, you know, my son's in jiu-jitsu, my son's in basketball, baseball, soccer, all that trash, but you know, I'll watch it, the soccer's so boring, but I'll watch it and you'll see outliers. Yeah. Like the kid be really fast or, you know, he's good footwork. But when it comes to wrestling, what do you think it is? Because I would assume you don't run like a 4 4 Oh, I'm fast. I run like a 4-5. Do you really? I, in high school, I ran a 4-5. <laughs> I'm a good athlete. People don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying you're not a good athlete. I'm, no, I'm, no. no I'm, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, all good. In those sports, I can, like, I yeah, can chalk it up. Like, that sure. kid's a freak. Right, you see fast. the kid and it's yeah. like, he's just But you really run a 4-5? Yeah, yeah. I Jesus think, Christ. I mean, I, I probably could have played Division One football if I would have wanted to and stuff. But uh, I think, you know, that, that aside, as, as a young kid, I think I just had like a kind of a different mental capacity relative to other kids where like, like I said, at six and seven, I was, I was smashing fools and people were watching me. Like I also had big goals. I was like thinking about being a state champion in high school already and a, a national champion in college. And I think that had a lot to do with my dad being a coach. And so your dad instilled that in you, I assume? I, w I wouldn't even say it was like a conscious instillment. It was more like, hey, he was winning state championships with his teams. And so like, I wanted to be like those guys. That and like sense. he was, you know, pouring into the sport and he was just a good role model for me and all those guys on the team at that point were good role models so like I wanted to be like them and I just like kind of was already in that environment around a lot of people that were winning and doing well and so like literally from that age I was like that's what I'm gonna do like I kind of was able to think about those types of things young and and kind of see what these guys were doing because like a regular day for me is like I would get up go to school I would go uh, watch my dad's high school practice, see how they did it, and then I would train at the club after that. And uh, so that was like, I was just grew up in it. Was it. That it was that culture. Yeah, yeah, it was just culture for sure. That's dope. Um, and in wrestling at Penn State, I mean, because there's been guys that have gone from Penn State into mixed martial arts, mm -hmm. the UFC, Bellator. You know, you think of uh, Phil Davis, right? right? He's a stud. Yeah, yeah. Complete freak out. I've trained with Phil. Freak. Mm -hmm. Like, freak. Built like a freaking, yeah. you know, praying mantis. A monster. Just, yeah, just this monster. Dude. Yeah. So you got guys like Phil Davis. He had a great freaking career, mm -hmm. man. UFC and, and uh, Bellator. And then you got uh, Ruth, right? Yeah. At Ruth. Who's Ruth. a savage as well. Yeah, yeah. He won a lot of fights in Bellator and stuff. So. Won a lot of fights in Bellator. And this isn't a knock on them. Phil Davis, a buddy. I love Phil. Yeah, yeah. Love training with Phil. I absolutely adore Phil. But when I watch early Phil and, uh, and uh, Ed Ruth's fights, and I watch yours, there's just something. There, your, yours is different. Like your movement, your your the, your calmness, your your fight IQ. It's just different. And I, I knew Phil was gonna be a world champion. I think he ended up being world champion in Bellator. And you know he's always a top perennial top five guy yeah. in the UFC. But there's just something that you're, even though you don't have as much experience inside the, the cage there, there's just, you're a little more advanced than they are. Let's take a little break from chat with my ginger friend. We're talking about Bo Nickel, baby, because I'm here to tell you about Manscaped. Finally, the summer is over. We've been sweating our tails off here in Calabasas. But it is the season when girls are buying that pumpkin spice latte. They're doing all that stuff. But you're the bros out there. You got to make sure you're taking care of your crotch. And you guys know I'm worried about all your hairy noses and ears and your wieners. And uh, listen, today's food truck is brought to you by Manscaped, the only company you need to know for men's grooming. All right? Join the six million bros worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOB20. That's S-E-H-A-U-B 20. All right? 
Whether you're brand new or already with the crew at Manscaped, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels. I'm talking about that Platinum Package 4.0, Daddy. Your hairy bush is going to dread when it sees that lawnmower 4.0 headed straight towards your schlong. Because you know it's going to give you that Philly fade if you want it. You want to you wanna do the Fresh Prince of Bella haircut on your nutsack? Well, Manscaped got you covered with that lawnmower 4.0, man. They got you. Listen, it includes the lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer. You get the Weed Whacker Nose Air Hair Trimmer. Uh, additionally to that, you get the upgraded shower routine. All sorts of fun stuff with that. You get the body wash. You also get the ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. What's up? And don't forget, they also got that ultra premium deodorant, all right? But also, how about a crop preserver, ball deodorant? They got the crop reviver. And also, how about they throw in two free gifts for you? You get the Platinum Package 4.0, you get those two free gifts. You get the Manscaped Boxers and a Shed Travel Bag, so you can put all your goodies into one thing when you're on the road trying to trim your trunk, all right? So go to manscaped.com, get 20% off, and free shipping with the code SHOB20. That's S-E-H-A-U-B-20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use code SHOB20, Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's time your tree trunks, time to shine. Yeah, I mean, obviously those guys are guys I look up to because, you know, they've competed at a high level in wrestling and in MMA, and I, I've had plenty of conversations with Phil and Ed about, like, you know, things that they think they, they, do, they do well and, you know, just advice and stuff. So, you know, they're obviously, like I said, guys I look up to and see in a very positive light. But I, I just think, like, for me, it's just it's, it's a lot about my mentality and what I'm trying to do in the sport. I feel like with where the sport of MMA is, right now like i have a real chance to kind of change the entire game in a meaning, lot of different ways meaning well i would say in in one way just like the the approach approach to the sport uh my approach to the sport is very different than i think you know fighters approach typically because of the programs that i've grown up in and like i mean you you played in the nfl like you know like what a, a program is what Correct. like that organization is yeah. like that's what we have at Penn State. Yep. That's what my dad did at a high school level, at a smaller level. And so, like, I know what it's like to have a success as an individual, but also, like, as a, as a unit, as an organization. And, yeah. like, I want to bring that type of mentality into MMA where, like, we're real professionals. More like, professional. We're not, we're not dudes that are just tough dudes off Correct. the street that are rolling up here, like, eating and drinking whatever and then just, like, fighting. It's like, not the Tank Abbott day. No, no. Like, that's, like, I want to, I mean, and obviously, like, we're already trending that way, but I want to take it to a whole nother level. Like, if you watch, if you if you listen to an interview of anybody in the NFL or NBA, MLB, like, the way they talk, you know, the, their their vernacular, their language is completely, like, when they discuss their sport Correct. is super different than the way MMA is discussed. Correct. And MMA is discussed. Yo, he's got hands. He yeah. throws bombs. Oh, his jujitsu's sick. It's yeah. like, what are you really saying? Like, you're not saying anything. Like, listen to Cooper Cup talk about how he runs a route. Like, it's a completely different ballgame. Are you a Cooper Cup fan? He's favorite the, player, bro. Yeah, he's a dog. Dude, so. Small white guy. <laughs> yeah. Best player in the NFL. Holler, dude. Eastern Washington. Let's what are go. we doing, bro? Like, he's no a doubt. savage. No, but I, I agree. I think it's trending that way. And because you're such an outlier in uh, college wrestling, we've had outliers before, but just so the crew's aware, I know your boys know this, you weren't just, you know, you won the basically the Heisman Trophy for college wrestling, but you were Big Ten Athlete of the Year. Not Wrestler of the Year, not Person of the Year, <laughs> Athlete of the Year. So Big Ten's yeah. Ohio State, Penn, all the football, all the basketball, Michigan State, big boy 
sports and you won that award. Yeah, that's actually, you know, that was really cool for me. I, you know, when I, when I looked at uh, my goals as far as what I want, awards I want to win and stuff like that, like, you know, the Hodge Trophy, like you alluded to, which is the Heisman for wrestling, that was like number one for me. But then when they, they gave me Big Ten Athlete of the Year, I was like, yo, I kind of went to like a new level here. Like, that's sick. Because now, now we're talking all these, all sports. We're not talking just wrestling. And that was big for me. Like, I felt like uh, that gave me a lot of confidence because then I kind of, it opened my eyes almost. Like, I'm like, oh, like, there's a bigger world out there. Like, I was kind of Zoom focused in wrestling for a long time. And that was like, I'm like, wow, like, you know, if people are recognizing me as far as like all around athlete, like, that's that's a much bigger bigger world, and I, I I want to tap into that. And it not only helps you out, but it helps wrestling out in general. Because wrestling, for whatever reason, it still flies under the radar yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Unless you're you know you're into the sport, which I am. Right. But in general, like the the general fan, it flies under the radar. I mean, ESPN will put on you know the the final tournament stuff like that, yeah. the finals. But outside that, you know, it flies under the radar. For sure. And I think that I think there's a lot of problems with the way that wrestling's handled from a media perspective, from a personality perspective. It was always taught like... Humble. Yeah, but like... Don't be not flashy. E not even real humble, like fake humble. Yes, like, like, you can I can tell some gotta, guys want to be like, yeah, but they can't. Right, you gotta be like, you gotta like overdo it and like over act like almost like you're not good. Yes. And it's like nobody wants to listen to that or watch that or see that. And it's like one thing to be like humble. Like I do feel humble because any person that I go out to compete against, I respect. Mm -hmm. I know that they can take my head off in a second. So I have to be humble in that way. But at the same time, like, I put the work in. Like, I'm not going to act like I don't. So. Yeah, you're, I, there's no, and that's one of the reasons why I'm such a big fan. I don't get a sense of cockiness out of you. I get a sense of confidence, which is different. You're For talking sure. about two different things. Definitely. And I, I think, like, you know, you can always take a, a line, like a headline. The media can always take it and spin it any way they want. Look and so people line. can, yeah, 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 you get it. So. They can say whatever they want about it, but I know for me, like in my heart, like I have humility absolutely as a pillar in, you know, the type of person I want to be. Yes. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live that out, right? And, but that doesn't mean that I don't believe in myself. That mm -hmm. doesn't believe that, that doesn't mean that I don't believe I can go beat any of these guys right now in a fight. And uh, I think, yeah, people just kind of get that mixed up. And I, th you know, because, you know, last night on the Contender Series in the press conference, you said, uh, you called out Hamzat. And I, I, maybe I'm drinking the, the freaking Kool-Aid here. I'm like, man, I'd love to see that. I was like, hell yeah, I hope they do it. I'm and then, you know, everyone ready. online's like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, is it though? Yeah. Am I crazy? Now, Dana, and, and I, I'd love to talk about this. And us, you know, we had uh, um, Laura Sanko on, who's mm -hmm. a huge fan of yours, and yeah, she's great. she's great. And I was like, this is, you know, I'm such a fan of Bo. I wish <laughs> they were just making the, the king of the contender series, and then he just mops the floor of the one to give him experience, and she's like, but she was like, he could. She was like, but Brendan, you think about, the, you're telling me he won't beat someone's guy in top 15? I'm like, no, he would. Yeah. You know, but um, with you, again, it, it's not a cocky thing where you'll get a kid with, you know, not much background, especially with your background and the, the award you've won, and the, the win one fight contender series, like, you know, I want uh, John Jones right now. And everyone's like, okay, dude, good luck. And that, that, see, that's a cocky, like, false sense of confidence. I, again, with you, when you call out Hamza, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that'd be a good fight. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I know you're not doing it to make the headlines, or you legit think you can compete with those guys. Yeah, that's a fight I want. I want that fight. So, you know, I think, I think it's a couple of things like people 
as soon as that happens, everybody's gonna be like, "Yo, you're crazy, bro. This and that. You're gonna get smashed like this." And you it's gotta like, stay your course. Yeah, yeah. And don't I, listen. I don't. I don't really give a crap what they say because they don't know anything that I've done to get to where I am up at, up to this mm -mm. point. They don't know what it takes to be a state champion in wrestling, to be a NCAA champion, to be a world champion. Like they don't know all the hours and hours that I put in to do those things. They don't know what I do every single day in the training room and how committed I am to MMA now. So like, and th that goes for fans, media, fighters, and j all of them. Like. That people say, oh, it'll be different when he gets to the big leagues. Wait till he fights somebody good. Okay, well, my first pro fight, I fought an 0-0 guy. My second one, I fought a 3-0 guy. Now I'm fighting a 7-1 guy. They're going to keep saying this type of stuff. You're never going to satisfy them. Yeah, and I don't really care because no, I'm, I'm not fighting to. for those people. No, exactly. Yeah. But I, I think Dana and I actually... I agree with him on this because you know I've had Sugar Sean here, I've you know Patty Pimlet, all the guys in Pico uh, said if you, in hindsight if you could redo it. I learned the hard way in my UFC career because I had three fights and I seen you know, I'm six months after I'm fighting Gonzaga, number twelve in the world. I'm like Jesus Christ! By the yeah. time I was like I'm gonna starch this dude and right. go on, you know. Yeah. But it's a it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right. So I'm not opposed because Dana was like, hold up, Hamza, he's not fighting a top two guy in the world. Although I do think you could give him a lot of problems. I'm yeah. a big believer in that and beat most of the guys in the top five. But I'm on board with, all right, all right, you want him to, you want him to earn that? Cool, man. Toss us whoever you want. Because all it does is for the hardcores, we're aware of you, right? Yeah. All it's going to do is keep building, right. building, building, building. And I don't know the, how it is on the contender series with the contract. I don't know if the, your manager, is it a six-fight six contract? Is it, is it the same as the ultimate fighter? Do you know? Similar, so yeah. that contract, you're not making life-changing money. You know what I'm saying, you're making good money, but it's not, you're not going Sizzler, you know what I'm saying? It's good. I'm going Sizzler. You're going Sizzler. Well, it depends what kind of Sizzler you're going. I think everyone's Sizzler's different. It's different. I bet oh. my Sizzler's different than yours. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying, but, but all I'm saying Let's is. Let's say 3-0, th oh, I'm going Sizzler. Yes, yeah, yeah, for 3-0, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're eating flaming young at Sizzler. 3-0, oh, yeah, you're making way yeah. more money I was at 3-0. But all I'm saying is it's not a bad plan to just build that resume. For sure. And then when you get to that stage where you're fighting the Hamzats and the rest of the, the Izzy's and, those, and the Apollo Costas and all these, you know, the Strickland's and Cannoneer, all these monsters, yeah. you're getting compensated for it. Right, yeah. Now, I think, you know, for me, it's, again, about surrounding myself with a good team. I let my management take care of all that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm not going to... Um, I trust them, and, and I also, you know, work closely with Mike Brown, Dan Lambert, American Top Team. Those guys are, they know what they're, they're advising me. They've been in the sport from the jump, so, like, I just have really good people around me. I take care of what I need to take care of as far as, you know, just getting better at fighting, and then I trust them with, with the matchups and stuff, and, like, yeah, I want Hamza. Am I going to get Hamza on my next fight? Like, no. Like, he's, he's fighting for the title soon, right? Or he's going he's gonna to be fighting guys like that. But, but at the end of the day, like, I see myself fighting him in a year, two years down yeah, the road, like 100%. that's that's happening. 100%. That's the fight I want, yep. and that's. Um, and he, I hope he's ready for it. Yeah, I'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just I think it's interesting, you know, because again, maybe I'm drinking the the Kool Aid here, but th that's not so far fetched. Which I would never say that. Usually, I'd like, dude, this guy's out of his mind, you know. But we're right. like, I can see it, man. I, I think you know, for I think another reason that people kind of see me like if most people say what I say and and act the way I act people are going to jump on them like crazy and I'm really not getting that much hate like and I think the reason is because even the people that like want to hate on me know like low-key in the back of their mind they're like damn like he might do it 
like he might do that. So like I don't really want to hate too much because well, they, they they have nothing to fall back on. Right. Well, well, this one fight, which fight, which one are you talking about? You're talking about the three professional fights that lasted two minutes in total right. or whatever it is. Yeah. Like what are you gonna what are you gonna harp on? You can't say you're just know, a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. You know. And I, I what makes me uh, excited is you know I have a lot of friends in the sport and nothing to me is more exciting when I hear about the training room wars. Yeah. So when I knew you were getting into it, I, you know, I've contacted ATT, I'm like, oh, is he the real deal? Because I followed <laughs> your wrestling around, like, this kid's the real deal? They're like, dude, you haven't seen shit. You haven't seen anything. Yeah. Like, the, the way this kid moves and they're telling me, I'm like, really? Like, telling you I've seen anything. And the only time that, the, the only really the other, I'd say two other guys that I've heard that about was at AK when Khabib first started. Uh, me and DC would train together and come and do Fox here. Me and DC and be like, this kid Khabib, dude. This kid's unreal. And then uh, um, uh, Makachev. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're like, I'm telling you, man. Right. This Makachev, he's, he's like Khabib, but with better striking. And his wrestling's just as good. His, his submission game is different. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just a different version of Khabib. Right. And the, like the, the, the training room stories that I hear. Yeah. Dude, I love them. I mean, I... The Hamzat stories that I hear, you know, it's yeah. these crazy-ass stories. I just love, I love training and competing at any time. So, like, for me, going in and, and training is, like, it's like a little taste of, you know, the competition. And so, that's fun. And I, I love I love doing that. And it's kind of funny. Like, I go, pretty much anywhere I go, if I go to a gym or whatever, like, it started off in college. Like, I'd roll up to, like, a jiu-jitsu gym. Like, maybe I'm doing a clinic somewhere. And they're like, yo, come roll. And, like, it would just be 20 guys rotating on me. Yeah. And, like, nobody's teaching me anything. Like, that's how I started doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Just like all, like I would start with their white belt and then blue belt, then purple, and then all of a sudden I'd be rolling the instructor. Like, yeah, yeah. That's how it would go. And uh, yeah, I'm sure like by the time my career is over, like I'm just always down to scrap. So I'm doing this at different places. And the, the ATT, there's just so many killers there, so many amazing dudes that I get to work out with. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of, a lot of fun stories to uh, look back on. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. for the stories. Well, yeah. um, now, because of the hurricane, your flight got delayed, which doesn't make sense because it's Vegas, right? <laughs> but that's uh, the airlines for you. Right. So we had a food truck here, and the guy was like, dude, I got to be somewhere else. We only have me for four hours. We're like, be cool, man. You do grilled <laughs> cheese, right? Yeah. And then he's like, no, seriously, I get going. So I'm like, all right, go. So I couldn't have fly you all the way here after all the hassle it took for you to get here and give you cold grilled cheese. Right. So my boy Mark's probably going to eat all of them. So we had uh, my, our, my boy Mike come out. He's the best griller we know. Let's so go. we cooked you some steaks. Hell yeah. <laughs> and now are you on a, a pretty strict diet? So normally I am. I work with Training Lab with uh, Sam Calavita, so I'm on point with it. But uh, he told me after this fight, he's like, let's take a week off. So I'm ready Enjoy to Enjoy yourself. All right, yeah. good. It's just they're <laughs> steaks, and they're delicious steaks. Beautiful. So it's not going to put too much weight on you. <laughs> now, as far as the, uh, the UFC career goes, this has always been the goal? Yeah, yeah. That's and did it get faster? Now, tell me if I'm just off on this. And I mean, no one could say this but you because you're the one who went through this, I'd say, heartbreak, not making the Olympics. Yeah. Which I think was a blessing. It, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm grateful for it at this point. You know, it's obviously hard anytime you kind of, you know, give up a goal. And, you know, I wanted to win the Olympics from a very young age. And so, um, but my plan has always been to do MMA. So like really? in 2019, I signed with uh, first round management, like straight out of college. And I was like, yo, I'm fighting after the Olympics. Like, and uh, my manager was like, you, uh, are you gonna continue to wrestle? Do you wanna get amateur fights, this and that? I'm like, no, I'm not getting any amateur fights. I'm just wrestling and I'm gonna do the Olympics in 2020. And uh, that, but then after that, like I'm fighting. Like I, 
that was, that my was the plan. plan. It got pushed back a year because of COVID. Yeah. And I still um, just, he, he asked me again, he was like, yo, you want to take an amateur fight in the meantime, this and that? And I was like, no, nope, I'm all in on wrestling. Like, I'm going to go all in on wrestling and, you know, do whatever I can to make the team here. So were you and in then, Colorado Springs training no, for the it's national No, State College. Team? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, just, we still have, like, probably 15 or so, uh, like, post-collegiate guys that train to make the worlds and gotcha. stuff like that. And uh, so I just trained full time and obviously it didn't work out for me, but the plan was to fight after that. And uh, I don't know if it's a sore subject. Why didn't it work out? And uh, yeah. now granted, I know a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm saluting to the fans here. <laughs> right. Yeah, the so, guy that you lost to went on to do the damn thing. It's not like you lost some yeah. average Joe. This right. guy's a fucking stud. Yeah, so I, I took second in the trials, lost to David Taylor, who's my teammate, one of my main training partners. I work out with him all the time, still work out with him to this day. And you know, he went on to win the, win the gold medal and uh, just won the world championships again. So he's won three world titles, Olympic gold medal. So yeah, I, I lost a pretty good dude. The guy. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know. And was that, was, was that, was that 97? 86. 86. 86 kilos. So I, I felt like as far as my wrestling career goes, um, I did what I needed to do and I felt comfortable like retiring from that sport. You were content I was with just it. more passionate about MMA at that point. I was content with it Yeah. because I just knew I did everything I could do to achieve my goals, and I wanted to move on to this like new arena that's just way more exciting to me. And it was hard because I poured my heart and soul out into the sport, but I also knew like this is just where I'm. This is just what I'm more passionate about. And how how did, with the loss? I mean, I'm sure you know as a kid your your goal is to be the gold medalist. When that didn't happen, how'd you take it? It was tough. How do you deal tough. with losses? You know, obviously um, you fired back and you yeah, did yeah. okay, but you know I. I think that uh, it took me a little time to process, um, just because it, it, it was a hard loss, and I felt like I felt like I was the guy. I felt like it was my time and stuff, and I was ready to ready to do what I needed to do. But you know, it just it didn't work out for me. Um, and I think, you know, for me, I'm, I have a very strong faith, and I know God has a plan for me. And I think yeah, I think happen, things happen for a reason. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think and it puts a chip on your shoulder. And I think for a guy like you who's an ultimate winner, there's like mm -hmm. the. I would consider you a very ultimate winner. Do what you've done. There's like the Kobe Bryant's of the world. Right. There's the Tom Brady's. There's something about you guys that you have this this yeah. this uncurable sensation to to win, mm -hmm. and grow, from five years old just dominating like you have in Penn State, dominating, you know, national champion, and then for you to fail at this. It's gonna prepare you yeah. for what you're doing now. I 100% feel that because you know let's because it can't let's, be all. Let's, let's dig in these yeah, let's dig, he, They look like too far. Yeah, no, he's a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because um, you know it can't be all rainbows and freaking gold medals. Mm -mm. You know, so it might, it might be good for you to deal with it then to get you ready for what you're about to embark on now in the UFC. Yeah, on to bigger and better. You know, and I think uh, I look back at my wrestling career as a whole, and. Uh, I didn't really ever achieve my goals because going into college, like I wanted to win four national titles. Like I won three, which is great. It's cool and stuff. Loser. I, Just kidding. Yeah. That's how I feel though. For real. Do like, you? A little bit. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really achieve what I wanted to achieve. So high goals, my man. That's why you're at where you're at. Now, yeah. uh, when you, when you did lose in the Olympics, you, like when you have a failure like that, cause you don't have many, did you, you know, how, what'd you do? Did, were you depressed? What are we talking about here? Well, you know. You don't, I assume you don't drink. Mm -mm. No, that's stupid. No, but I, uh, so I'll, to, to kind of like tell that story, 
I'll go back to like my freshman year losing in the national finals. So I took second my freshman year in the national finals. And after I lost that match, super depressed, like really? months. Like I was like, I couldn't think about anything other than that. Like I would wake up or I would have nightmares about losing. And the worst part was like, I would have dreams where I won. Man. And I would wake up and realize like I didn't win, I lost. And it would I've be like there. devastating. Yeah, yeah, nothing worse. No, it was so bad. And so um, that really, that loss, coming back, winning the next year, taught me a lot because both feelings kind of faded away, right? Like I lost, you know, a year later I got another chance, I won. And uh, by the five, six days after I won, I was like, oh, like I don't really feel like Same, that yeah. high anymore. Like, yep. It's just like onto the next. Yep. And then that really was like, wow, okay, I changed my whole mindset on how I approached winning and losing. And so, you know, with all that, that helped me mature a lot. And so the Olympic trials, losing there, I think I handled it well because I really didn't value my performance based on the win and loss. I valued it based on doing everything I could do to be the best you I could be. Give your best shot. Yeah, and I think, you know, I hate to like, I'm not this dude, but like, so going into, I didn't train like pretty much that whole year going into the trials because of injuries and stuff. And then two weeks before the Olympic trials, I tore my MCL like 80%. That's not good. It was like 10 days before. That's not ideal. So I like was just, whatever like let's send it yeah. and uh then my first round match i scratched my cornea it's yeah, like yeah. i'm just dealing with like so much stuff against all the odds and uh to do what i did and make the final and you know lose to the best guy in the world probably the pound like maybe the pound for pound best guy in the world like i was like wow like, i did everything i could do and it still broke my heart i bet i was still devastated and it was really tough it took me you know probably a month to where i like kind of got past it. Like you were able to deal with it? Yeah, yeah, and I was able to deal with it. And I was also just like not doing anything like rehabbing because my knee was messed up. And- uh, Makes it way worse. Yeah, it makes yeah. it way worse. But then I was like, all right, like, let's get into this MMA yeah. stuff. And I kind of, you know, had a new thing to pursue. And I think just like that maturity from, you know, handling the loss my freshman year to handling that loss, uh, knowing like it doesn't define me. I really feel like moving forward into, into MMA, like, a lot of motivation because if I had maybe done those things like become a four-time national champ maybe I wouldn't have pursued the the Olympics that's and what I'm it, saying you want that chip on your yeah, shoulder I feel fine with that do, yeah. I feel fine with you want that, that, that chip fuel on my shoulder. yeah you know yeah what I'm saying? yeah you know you see some guys that do everything so young and then it's like they kind of lose that fire or that motivation mm -hmm. and like I don't want to be that guy I want to be the dude that's like you know on the up and up at all times how'd your, how'd your pops take the Olympic loss it was probably tougher for him than me. It's usually tougher on the family. Yeah, it was tougher for him than me for sure, just because it's like, you know, it's your son, and he just pours, pours his whole life into me just to help me, you know, do what he could. But And he, pro and he, he probably thinks, you know, you're dealing with way worse than you are. You know, yeah. you can't. It, it, it's tougher on the family. And like, he just loves me, so, you know, he wants me to be yeah. happy and, and achieve my goals. He knows how hard I work because he's the one that's been there from the beginning. But... Uh, and he, was he a, is he is he a fan that you're getting to UFC? Yeah, he loves it. Does he? Yeah, he loves it. My mom loves it too, actually. My mom boxed a little bit. Yeah, I, I looked. You're, 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 I was looking into you. Your mom boxed, huh? Yeah. So she did like, I don't remember exactly, like four or five amateur fights. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I mean, she. It was actually crazy. Tough lady. I, yeah. I watched. Uh, I only went to one of her fights, and basically, like, my mom started boxing mad late. Like, she was like, had four kids. She was like 37, like 36. Oh, you're one of four. Yeah, I have three Damn. younger sisters. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so it was like me, my younger sisters, we rolled up to this uh, Indian casino in New Mexico. And, and how they, old are you? I was like 
sixth grade maybe, seventh grade. It's intense for a sixth grade. Yeah, it was like just me and uh, like, and my mom. They were setting my mom up to like get whooped by this chick. She was like this 24 year old Golden Gloves champ, like making it in her like, like debut or something. And uh, so my mom's just there and uh, I'm just like sitting in her corner and um, I just, she, like literally no cornerman, like me. <laughs> and she, she rolls into the ring and this chick's like bouncing around and stuff and my mom's kind of just moving with her. And uh, my mom, by the end of the first round, like, had, like, landed a few good shots. The second round, my mom, like, dropped her, put her down. God dang. Got up. And then the third round, my mom, like, dropped her again. They called the fight. Damn. Yeah, and she, like, smashed this chick that uh, won Golden Gloves. <laughs> yeah, your mom's a bad, your family's badass. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And so, like, that, after that, I mean, she wasn't going to pursue it, like, as a profession. She's a PE teacher and stuff. And coach Was she coach the basketball teacher in the world yeah yeah and uh so you know that after that she kind of was like she had she had an injury too and she just wanted to just kind just, of something to do yeah she just loves it like loves sports she played college basketball and stuff and just loved competing so yeah then uh after, was your dad like to your mom like what the you want to box we have four kids so i know i'm gonna go box in this yeah. casino mm-hmm She's like, my mom and dad have a great stay relationship. stay with the kids. She's like, no, they're coming. Yeah. Matter of fact, Bo's cornering me. Yeah. So that's that's like, literally, if you meet my mom, all the stuff that I'm saying will like make sense because that's just like the type of person she is. That's she's dope. just like nuts. And I think I kind of, I kind of have a little bit of a little bit of that too. Just that fire. That yeah, you have to. Compete. Yeah. Yeah. I, Let's take a little break, fam, for chatting with the biggest prospect in the UFC history. We're talking about Bo Nickel. Because you're probably watching this right now. Go, these boys are flowing. They're talking. I man, I can't believe it. Is that Elon Musk and Jordan Peterson? It's not. I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. Ron Alpha Brain. Well, really, I'm on Alpha Brain. I don't think he is. He's just a high-function human being. But I need help. That's why I use Alpha Brain. We're talking about the ultra-premium nootropic from my friends at Onnit. You can get 10% off when you go to Onnit.com/ftd. All right, onnit.com slash FTD. You get 10% off the greatest nootropic on the planet. We're talking about Alpha Brain. If you don't want to get online, you can go to your local Walmart. But nobody wants to go to Walmart, really, right? Unless you have to pick up, like, Christmas trees or pants. But get your Alpha Brain for me at onnit.com slash FTD. You save 10% off. Alpha Brain is the ultimate supplement. You want to get in that flow state. With two little pills, we've got you covered. If you don't trust that, you're like, well, I'm going to try it, and you're not buying the hype, well, you're an outcast because it works. But if you don't, all good, man. Keep it. You get your money back. No return necessary. That's how confident on it is of their Alpha Brain. So if you want to try Alpha Brain, you've heard all the hype on it. It's the real deal, holy field. Go to onnit.com slash FTD to receive 10% off your Alpha Brain. You have no reason not to try it, because if you don't like it, eat your money back. Booyah. Onnit.com slash FTD Alpha Brain. Get you some. Last ad. Then you guys will be watching your favorite show, your favorite food truck with the man, the myth, the legend, Bo Nickel. Because listen, kids, I'm here to tell you about Kratom. That's right. I'm sitting down with you, staring into this camera, talking about Kratom. It's the Wild West out there. You don't know if we can trust it, where you're going to get it. Is it good? Oh, but I don't like it in the pill form. Oh, I don't like taking droplets. Well, my friends at Happy Hippo, they offer all sorts of various ways to get that pure, delicious Kratom nectar into your body. Yep, they got gels. They got shots, gummies. 
They got all pills. If you do, if you do want that, we got it all, man. The powders, you can mix in whatever shake you want. They got it all. You have no excuse not to try the best Kratom on the planet, all right? And we're talking about Happy Hippo. It's the only Kratom that I trust. This Kratom is fantastic, all right? And whatever form you want to try it in, they got you covered. Delicious flavors. I like the pink lemonade shot. I just take it right before any show. Booyah, you boys fired up, ready to go. Ready to get his Jordan Peterson on. Thanks to Kratom, baby. It's the best focus product I've ever used. And here's what I'm going to do for you guys. Should I do it? Okay, I'll do it. If you guys want 20% off for life, all you got to do is visit happyhippoherbals.com. Use promo code THICKBOY. You get 20% off for life. You can use that code as many times as you want. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mom. Share it with your gay aunt. I don't care. They can use it. That's happyhippoherbals.com. Promo code THICKBOY. 20% off for life. Use as much as you want. You're welcome. Welcome to the Kratom world. The only world. All right? You guys are going to love it. Now let's get back to Bo Nickel. I think, to, you know, you're talking about the, the Olympic loss and stuff like that and bouncing back from that and putting a chip on your shoulder. It's like, when I, you know, as a kid, I always thought the NFL was like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. I thought it was going to be this amazing place. All I, all I need to do is get there and my life's going to be set. Mm -hmm. Then I get there and it, it wasn't that. It wasn't what I thought. Right. You know, I get cut and I, I was okay with it. I, I realized literally in the middle of camp, like, oh, I might be able to like bounce around for a few years on like the practice squad, might get up, make, might make the 53-man roster, but I'm not going to be, you know, Gronkowski or Tony Gonzalez. Like, this is going to be a four or five-year plan. Right. I'll make a little bit of money, but it's not like I was thinking, you know, I'm going to be Junior Seau or okay. somebody like that. Yeah. Once I realized that, I was like, I'm okay with that. It's yeah. all good. This is good. But going back to the way your, your family takes harder, I told my dad when I went to Buffalo, I was like, Dad, I'm, I wasn't drafted. Like, the chance of me making it are not good, Dad. They're bringing me as a body. And he's like, no, I know, I know. Just me off the airport. I'm like, don't get too excited, man. I'm going to do my best, but it's, it's a tough go. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. And he doesn't know I get cut. I didn't tell him. I flew back, mm. and there's a Buffalo Bills flag outside oh. the house flapping the wind. He answers the door with oh. a Buffalo Bills coffee mug. Oh. Yeah, man. He took it pretty hard. That's tough. Pretty hard. Yeah, it was, it was a bummer. So the family and friends always take it way harder because I think coming up in sports, like, you know, I mean, this, that's how it goes, man. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the ball doesn't roll your way, man. So I dealt with it much better than my, my dad did. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, on the kind of the same train of thought, I was thinking about this yesterday because I mean, I'm fresh off this win. Like, it was what, less than whatever, 24 hours ago. And uh, I roll through, like, with a squad. Like, my. You got a squad here. Yeah, I got a squad. So like, this is just like one fourth of like my people. You got like, an my, my whole, f and it's all people from like back in the day, like before I even fought. So, um, kind of you know thinking about like lines like my family. So like my wife was there, her parents, my parents, my sister. They were all there last night. Yeah, a bunch of my other friends. Like we had a ton, a ton of people, and I realized I was like, wow, like I'm so happy that I won because I get to like see how happy it makes them. Yep. Like if I just was by myself and I wanted to be like, oh cool. But like seeing them, I was like, oh, that's it's so much better. Yeah. So much better because the they're just so happy and having a good time. Everybody's together, vibing. And it was like the same way, like, you know, they almost take it harder. It was like even better though, because on the other 100%. side of it. 100%. Yeah. And I think too, I, when I was watching the fight last night. So we have a policy here now where when we book fighters, we don't book them after the fight, right? So we had uh, Anthony Smith, who was scheduled to come on, 
And then uh, he fought this Russian monster and like his ankle blew out. Mm. And he was like, I'm so sorry, man. I, I got to cancel the flight. I yeah. have to have surgery on my ankle. I'm not going to make it. And we're like, oh, shit, we're all set up to go. And yeah. so when they asked for you to come on, they're like, it's his fight. He, you know, my team's like, he, he fights the day before. Like, book him. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, go ahead and book him. Like, you sure? I'm like, he's the one guy we're good. I was yeah, thinking about that, too. I was like, I better win this freaking fight. I, I, like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't be here, my yeah, man. Yeah, I was like, I was like. We're like, oh, the hurricane actually hit Calvasis, yeah. <laughs> dude. We're going to have to cancel. Sorry, bro. The manager's like, yeah, he said the hurricane hit Calvasis. That doesn't make sense. We're like, I will figure it out. But, uh. Yeah, I, and I, I was thinking about this too last night. Like, the the kid that you fought, like, you know, obviously you made him look like an amateur, mm -hmm. but he's not. You know what I'm saying? So, what sucks for that kid is his ticket to the chocolate, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory yeah. had to go through a guy named Bo Nickel. Yeah, man. So, out of all the fucking guy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that was his shot, man. And then he just. You know, and he's seven and one. He's had some success, right. and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting the UFC." And then the build-up to it, Ozzy has to say some stuff. He's yeah. like, "I know he, he thinks he's a badass, but I'm put these hands on him." I was like, "Oh, this guy." My, I was watching my girl. I'm like, you, "Baby, you gotta watch. This guy has no fucking clue what he's about to get into. This can be fantastic." I She's know. like, "He seems pretty tough." I'm like, "Doesn't he? Watch this." <laughs> Doesn't he? Have you ever seen uh, that movie, uh, Truth or Dare? Yeah. This horror movie, the guy looks identical yeah. to the Truth Yo, or Dare people that hey, smile. Cre creepy smile, he's bro. Like, he's the Truth or Dare guy. And my staff's going to bring it up now, side by side. <laughs> they look identical. And that's no shade on the guy. I know he's coming off a loss. But the thing is, is like, people just, like my girl, she's like, oh, this guy's good. I'm like, you, you understand. You know, you gotta, I know that guy's 7-1. You know, he talked to you game. He's throwing, you know, hand and sweaty on the back. You got to watch this. <laughs> and she's like, man, he seems pretty into it. I'm like, no, he thinks he's going to win. That's the oh, best yeah. part. That's the best part. He thinks this can go well for him. But can you imagine, like, just the shit luck of the draw? Sorry to cuss. I'm religious. No, just, I, oh, I can't stop cussing. Do I try? I have kids. They cuss. Anyways, it's all good, bro. But the, the, just the luck of the draw, the guy finally gets his shot. You know, his agent's like, dude, I got you an opportunity on Contender So He's like, hell yeah, it's go time. He's telling him. He, he has an entourage. Yeah. He's like, here we go, boys. His family's there. And, like, who am I finding? Like, Bo Nick was like, shit. Yeah. You know, but in his head, he's like, yeah, let's do this, man. And now he's back to the drawing board. It's a little fricked up. <laughs> it, 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 like, out of all the guys, like, because le legit, I was like, you know, for, and I was telling Laura Sanko this, I'm like, these guys, they're not getting an opportunity. Like, Bo, there's nobody going to come through that's going to be Bo. So just fucking move him on or keep him there and just yeah. fuck people over. But let him go to the UFC and have those. Like, that guy should be back next week. Give him another opportunity. I felt, I did feel bad for him because I'm sure he's a, n a nice guy. I'm sure he works hard and, uh, you know, puts a lot of effort into it, like, I respect anybody that comes in the cage. I, I feel like a little bit. I'm like, really, bro? You signed you signed the fight. Like, you're a little nuts. Like, what are you doing? That was my thing. All yeah. the guy, I'd be like, a faking injury. You know, yeah. Right now, say, say you got monkeypox. Right? I was nervous. Like, that's real. Yeah. Popping right now. I'm like, I got monkeypox, man. Shit. Just yeah, give me man. another opponent. It's yeah. I don't. I don't know how they get these guys to agree to fight me. It's kind of crazy, but um. Especially at this level. I guess you know, if you're in his position, you're thinking. Oh, I'm I'm seven and one. I fought real fighters. Like the guy he beat last, like was a high level high level wrestler. Like you know, Pennsylvania guy. Like did did well. Division one wrestler. I don't know if or he wrestled division one, but the guy was like a Philly dude, like good wrestler for MMA. Yeah. And so I think you know that's why he's like, oh, like I can do this. I, I'm confident. This guy has two fights. Like he might there's not be levels to this game. Like, yeah. There's wrestlers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I'm like. I was talking with Mike, you know, the, before the fight, Mike Brown. I was like, 
what what's this guy doing? Like, why is he fighting me? This and that. And he was like, I don't know. It's it's. It, I think it's also like I have a minute, like in, now I guess two minutes of film footage. So like people don't really know. They don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Right? He's like, no, I can win this, and the team's like, yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Have fun. You out got there. it, bro. Yeah, you yeah. got this, man. Just just don't get taken down. Yeah, and then gets socked in the face and dropped. And they're like, fuck. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think genuinely though, like. People don't really know who they're dealing with, like with me, and and why would they? Like I'm, I barely have any fights, and there's not really like any footage of me. Like it's not like I'm John Jones with 20 fights and all these finishes that people are like studying. Like I pretty much every single fight I fought has been like a minute or less. So, and then and then they, it's always going to be the excuse. Oh, he fought the he fought a can. Like of course he did that to him. And it's like well I did it to a real dude that trains. So that's seven and one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, you know. He's had aspirations to get to the UFC. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, again, when, when you get to the, which you're in the UFC now, dude, you're on the freaking UFC video game. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I wasn't really, I wasn't really sure how that was going to go. I saw I was dominating the, uh, what do you call it, the voter, the, vote, yeah, vote, the, voter the voting thing. thing. And then they gave me the, uh, Laura gave me the little uh, video game with me on the cover, and I was like, oh, that's sick. But of course, you're, they're like, we'll see out of these four who's going to win the game. I was like, right. They're, they're, <laughs> they're probably going to I don't vi- know the other guys. They're probably going to violate me. They're going to be like striking, 52, jujitsu, 68, wrestling, 99. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm like Matt Hughes in yeah. fucking UFC 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just horrible ratings. Yeah. No, but, uh, you know, it's, it's coming fast, you know? Do you feel that? Way faster than I expected. So I'll, I'll say like kind of how it happened from my perspective. How good is that steak though real quick? Fire. Yeah, Cooked perfectly yeah, too. Look at Big Mike. Yeah. He's the head of Thick Boy over there. You're the man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, never trust a skinny yeah. chef, my man. Nice. No, never. <laughs> I, uh, so, so from my perspective, before any of this happened, when I had two amateur fights and I was making my pro debut, um, I was thinking I was going to have five or six pro fights. And then the UFC was gonna be like, all right, like it's usually how it goes. Yeah, like uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll put you on this this show and see if you do well, and then maybe we'll bring you on. And so that's kind of what I was assuming was gonna happen. So my first pro fight, we go on. Uh, it's on Masvidal's promotion on Icon, and um, I'm fighting a dude. First off, he's an O and O pro as well. Has like a I don't know. He has like 10 or 12 amateur fights and like 20 amateur boxing fights. So a lot more experience than me. He's not like a killer by any means. He's like a 500 record dude, but he has 30 fights between, you know, two different sports. His experience. Yeah, and he called me out. Oh, interesting. So we fought on the same amateur show, and uh, he was like, I want Bo Nickel. Let's go. Let's run it. And (laughs) These guys are great. Yeah, I was like, okay. Good Lord. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And uh, so fight gets signed. He makes it to the cage. Knock him out in 30 seconds, cold on his feet. And uh, immediately, so like, people are going nuts, like, just loving it. So this was on Icon on UFC Fight Pass. Yep. So obviously the UFC gets all the numbers. They know how everything does. And uh, long story short, by that was like a Saturday. It was a fight on a Saturday. By Sunday morning, I had done, like, the second most views ever on UFC Fight Pass history. That makes sense. I watched it. And then. Uh, and I don't watch anything else. Right. And then the number one show was the Nelk Boys did a show, like they did a, a fight, um, like a card or something. Yeah. And, and then by the second day, because they go based on a week of ratings, and mm. by the second day I passed them up. Damn. So I did the Shows number the one. Draw, yeah. I did, I, people want to see me. So at that point, like, 
the next morning, so the Saturday night fight, Sunday morning, UFC's calling, Bellator's calling, uh, PFL. I'd already been talking with them. 1FC made me an offer. Every organization was like, let's go, yeah. let's run it. And I was like, I'm a freaking, I'm a UFC guy. Like, I'm not a, I, I respect to the other organizations, tons of great fighters all over the place. Now, but especially nowadays, but it's not. It's just not. And that's where I'm, I'm that's what I am. I'm People not. argue with me all the time about it. And, you know, I'm UFC through and through, U UFC uh, alumni. It's yep. just a different, you know, if, if you, the the guy in the CFL who won, you know, the MVP of CFL is not calling himself the best quarterback in the world. Right. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. If you're not playing the NFL, yeah. you might you might be really good. But if I haven't seen you go against, you know, the Denver Broncos defense and the top tier guys, I can't call you the best in the world, man. That's how I felt. And I was like, I'm just, it's not on brand with me to do anything other than be in the UFC. And so immediately we're talking with them, figuring out what we can do. And uh, they're like, you know, you're 1-0, like you need some fights. And then they're like, well, Contender Series coming up. Let's, let's get you on Contender Series, see how it goes. And then it went, so. Man, did it go. And I think now, I had Frank Marin yesterday when we were, talk, we were talking about you and Frank said, who beats him? That's Frank Mayer. Knows a thing or two about fighting. Who beats him, Brendan? Who are you going to bet? You know, I was like, dude, you're barking up the wrong tree here, my man. I'll convince you. You know, he'll beat freaking France and Ghana right now. But uh, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, we were talking about uh, managing young fighters. And I don't know how it went down, you know, with the contender series. Maybe, well, even with your experience, you know, when I was fighting, there was no uh, Dana White contender series. There was the Ultimate Fighter, which at the time yeah. was the biggest deal. Not, you know, if you did well on that show, you'd get a uh, contract in the UFC. But now it seems like the Ultimate Fighter is not, not what it used to be. People aren't really yeah. tuning in. It's on ESPN Plus. I don't. I can't tell you. Last ten seasons, who comes off there? It's just not the move anymore. You no. know, nobody's watching. It's like the real world mixed with fighting, right? But now, if I had a fighter, contender series all day. Yeah. Like that, you know, you think about the Sugar Sean came out of there, yeah. uh, Jamal Hill, like there's some savages that come out of there now. For sure. Like it's kind of taken over from what the, the ultimate fighter used to be. And I think you've yeah. really helped out with that where, yeah. you're, you know, these huge stars and you were a star coming in, which I think helps the show. Definitely. I, I think like I was happy to do Contender Series because it got me fights quick. Like I didn't have to think about and do all the stuff and everybody wants that, like, it made it easier for me to get fights because people want that shot. Yeah, it just sucks for them. Like, it sucks. Yeah. But a guy's gonna be like, is the guy gonna say no to a chance to fight in the UFC, like, and probably get paid? You know, contender series fights not crazy, yeah. but it's more than they're getting paid on the regional way scene. Way more. And you're on national TV. Like, yeah, the and big you got it's a big opportunity, right? So like, I think you know, the show worked well for the UFC for for me um, and and kind of you know obviously not my opponents, but. Just the fact that I got to compete a lot, a lot in a quick time span. And get exposure. Fast, get exposure. Like a lot of people are wanting to watch me now. I got a, I got a good amount of hype and you know, build up for my next fight. And then, you know, we did crazy numbers on that. And I, I mean, obviously there's other good fighters that were on this season. Yeah, there's but a, that, that, that card last night was good. Mm -hmm. It was a good card, finishes. for sure. I was like, like, oh, let's go to the polls. He was going to be on the, the video game cover. I was like, really? And then obviously they knew you were going to win, so the cover's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. It just popped. I'd be like, what are we doing? <laughs> How long am I going to pretend that he didn't win this? But, um, yeah, I think the contender series is good for that. It's, it's, uh, it's, I would say it's probably the best way to get in the UFC. Because mm -hmm. it kind of built, it has their own audience. It's a good way to get yeah. in. It's not like you have to spend 
whatever three months in a house. I don't know how long Ultimate Fighter is. Six either, weeks. You don't, you don't have to spend six weeks in a house. Like I don't really want to do that. No, it sucked. Dude. But uh, I, I'm down to do Contender Series, and it's it's a big, it's a lot bigger platform than any regional promotion. Oh, for sure. Way bigger. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so for you, I would I would figure they're gonna fight you pretty soon because they they want to you know kind of roll with the with the hype that's going on and people are paying attention attention to you. Yeah. You know, and, and Dana did, and I, I agree with him. I, I think it's good. You know, <clears throat> there's no easy fights in the UFC. There's no easy fights. But again, you can't have a guy who you know, again, who eight and one or nine and one. Maybe he won contender before you or after you, whatever. And they put him in there. His first fight's you. Like again, it's fucking these guys over. Yeah. So with you, it, it, I, I'm curious what they're gonna do with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like what what I would do. If I, you know, I was your manager, and write notes, I don't care. But if uh, they have that big match square garden card, people seen you fight there before, wrestle there before, put you on that thing. I would have you kick off the pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely down to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll do a main card, whatever. I'm ready to fight. So. Because I get going slow. I'm all about. It. Yeah. I w and there's some MMA heads in here. So George, a big MMA head. Casey, Mark. There, there's MMA heads in here. George. Name the last time there's like a prospect of this caliber. Like I'd say Aaron Pico's close, but he doesn't have your same background. He went to Bellator, and that you he know, also started at 19, right? Like, yeah, he 26. was. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah, very young. Yeah. So, but I, I just think it's not. I think you're ready for it. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. you know. And Aaron Pico alluded to this. He was like, that's what he said. He goes, you look at DC, who went straight from the Olympics and, you know, wrestling straight into the, the, the big shows, you know, on Strike Force in the UFC. But he was 31 or something like right. that. He was, he was mentally ready for it. He goes, I was 19, dude. I was not ready big to difference. kick off Mass Square Garden against that. a guy who's 9-1, and one, who was a former LFA champion. Yeah. He's like, it was way too much for me. Well, th yeah, there, there would be no, like, if I was 18, 19 right now and hadn't had all the life experience that I do, we're not even having this conversation. Like, you know, that's that's... A very different place than you know where I'm at right now. 26. I've competed all over the world. I've competed in sold-out arenas regularly. I had you know 120 plus college matches that were all high pressure. Yep. And uh, competed in the Olympic trials, that type of thing. I feel very mature. Very like you know getting to the point where I'm like gonna be in my physical prime here in probably like you know three, four, five years. Yep. And uh, yeah, everything's kind of like. On the up and up, I think like where I'm at mentally, where I'm at physically, is kind of like aligning to like you know peak here relatively soon. Yeah, you're only gonna get better. Yeah, yeah. That's the scary thing. Yeah, definitely. I have a lot of. I mean, and I've only been doing MMA for one one year. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. And I, I think too, what was uh, in kudos to you is when you won your second fight in the Canander Stairs. I'm like, they gotta sign now. This is on. And Dana was like. We want to do one more fight, get some more experience. And you could have been like, you know, the camera's right on. You could have been like, God. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say God damn it, but you'd yeah. be like, oh, cheese and rice or whatever you say, you know? Uh, but you were like, yeah, cool, man. Son of a biscuit. Yeah, son of a biscuit or whatever, you know, something nerdy. But uh, <laughs> but you did it. You were like, cool. Like, you were cool with it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know where I'm going. Like, I said this in an interview before, but my goal isn't to, you know, be in the UFC or, or fight in the UFC or be a UFC fighter. Like, it's not even to be UFC champ. Like, I want to be the pound for pound number one guy on the planet. Yes. So when he said, yeah, like, you know, let's get him another fight, like, that doesn't change my trajectory or plan at all. Like, I was happy about it because that meant I don't really have to worry so much about, like, 
setting up a whole nother fight or like I just have to like they're going to take care of it and I get a fight in six weeks like this yep. is great so for me it was awesome and, I, and again at that point I'm 2-0 and oh, like I want more fights I want to fight before I fight for the title like 10-12 times if I can yeah and I mean We'll see if that can, if that actually happens. Like, Probably not, dude. Yeah, you and you and four were going real yeah. sizzler. Yeah, so that's like kind of where I'm at. Is like, you know, I know what I, where I want to be. I know my goals, and I'm gonna do what I need to do to align with that. The other stuff's gonna take care of itself. And yeah, I I want experience. I just love fighting too. It's fun. Yeah, I can tell. I think you're gonna do it, my man. Appreciate I would say this, that if you were a stock, man, I'd be all in, you know? <laughs> no doubt. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I've been a fan for a long time. We've watched you on the show, and then, yeah, right after your, your second fight, and they're like, oh, he's fighting soon, so let's do it after that. That's when the team was like, oh, we don't, I think they told you, like, oh, we, we don't do guys after fights. Yeah. And they came in like, we're good. We're not here. We're good. For sure. So I appreciate you, brother. Um, I'm so excited for you, man. Like, you're just getting started. Your energy's as dope as I thought it was going to be. You got this cool confidence, like, demeanor about you. You come from a good family. He's a Colorado boy. Rifle Colorado <laughs> in the sticks with horses. You're out there, dude. There's not a lot going on out there for you. But uh, I'm sure they'll put up a statue of you in Rifle Colorado. But you're all over, man. But I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. I know it's been a long day for you. Hopefully the steaks, uh, you know, were good enough because I couldn't fire. give you cold uh, grilled cheese, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm just so excited for you, man. You make my life more exciting watching you fight and watching you come up. There's nothing better when someone's coming through the rankings and you're doing the damn thing, man. So good luck, brother. Appreciate you. I know you got me. this. You're the best. And before we leave, oh man, I have C a splash of CT and forgot I have to do this. <laughs> so for. Uh, for food truck, <clears throat> my boy's suplex in Philly, which isn't too far from you. No, no. How far is Philly from you? About like three hours, maybe. Okay, yeah. farther than I thought. Two and a half. Okay, short, short uh, plane. <laughs> um, so my boy's at suplex Philly. I always, you know, I'm a sneaker, huge sneaker guy. Of course. You came with hot sneakers. Yeah, yeah. I will say this: I was surprised with your fashion. You got a dope Supreme shirt on, the dope ass uh, jorts there. Thank you. And the thing is. <laughs> Is most wrestlers, and one of my best friends, Lister Bowling, he's like Mr. Colorado Wrestling. Yeah. You know, um, most wrestlers have aw awful fashion sense. Oh, yeah. They come in with the worst fashion of all time. They just don't give a shit. They're, they just wanna break people and pin them and shit. Yeah. So they don't care about fashion. So when we were picking shoes for you, I was like, God, oh, man, you dress is pretty swaggy, but you don't want to go too, like, you don't want to give him like some yellow Yeezys or something he's never going to wear. So my boys in uh, oh, Suplex family, so I said, you know, they're, they're Penn State colors. Beautiful. I figure they're not too crazy. Love it. Dunks are classic. Look they're legendary. That. You're Beautiful. a legend in the making, my man. You're already a legend in Penn State, but I think you're going to make your mark in the UFC. And this is for my boys and uh, Philly said, please wear, enjoy these Penn State dunks. Big fans here at the shop. Come by if you're ever in Philly. Suplex. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. So hopefully Very you cool. rock those. Hopefully not too swaggy. <laughs> no, but you got some swag to you, dude. Thank you. Dude, appreciate, appreciate it. you, bro. You're the best, man. Thank you. If you're into thick boys, <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, and God bless America. Well, that's not my big one. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>